Good morning and welcome to our worship in the benefits of Driglinton and Gilderson for the Sunday following Easter. I've actually been taking a bit of time off this week post Easter break so I'm recording this service during Holy Week so that I uh, can actually take some days off without worrying about this service. So feels rather strange to be recording a service for after Easter, before Easter, but here we are. And it's going to just be a simple service. We're going to be using the morning prayer service for today, the uh, second Sunday of Easter, April the 11th, 2021. Some nice music and a sermon. We're beginning a sermon series today that we're calling Easter People. And it's we're going to be following the epistle readings for the next few weeks based in the book of Acts. So let's kick things off with a rousing rendition of a traditional hymn, Lo, in the grave he lay, up from the grave he arose.
O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. Alleluia. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation, to you be praise and glory forever. As once you ransomed your people from Egypt and led them to freedom in the promised land, so now you have delivered us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your risen Son. May we, the first fruits of your new creation, rejoice in this new day you have made and praise you for your mighty acts. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. We're going to say together what is called the Easter Anthem and this is made up from some verses from uh, 1 Corinthians and Romans. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us, so let us celebrate the feast, not with the old leaven of corruption and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, once raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. In dying he died to sin once for all, in living he lives to God. See yourselves therefore as dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who sleep. For as by man came death, by man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. We continue our worship. We've picked some really lovely, um, I don't want to say exactly traditional hymns, hymns that we maybe have not heard for a few years. Uh, and this is um, one that I certainly remember from many years ago. Uh, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died to Savior lives 
So the reading is taken from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realise how true it is that God does not show favouritism, but accepts people from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of, living, of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Because we're going to be talking over the next few weeks about what difference it makes that Jesus rose from the dead for us as people and for us as a church. The story of the church is the Easter story. We are an Easter people. That's always been true, but the context in which we receive that truth and apply that truth to our lives changes. It's changed pretty dramatically in the last 30 or 40 years as the culture around us has changed massively. The institutional church, the church, the place where we go uh, on a Sunday morning, that community has been subjected to pressures that would have seemed unthinkable 30 or 40 or certainly 50 years ago no longer is going to church on Sunday the dumb thing. No longer is it just a normal thing to go along to church. We have to stand out from the crowd to be part of the church. It's seen in some ways as, as being a bit odd, a bit strange. I wouldn't say exactly we're persecuted as Christians are in many parts of the world. We're just regarded as a bit weird, aren't we? You know, why on earth, people might think, why on earth would you want to get up on a Sunday morning and go along to a religious building and partake in a service of worship? We're just seen as a bit odd. What's going on here? What's going on? How does the Easter story impact us now? There's still something in us, isn't there, that wants to hark back to a glory days. There's still something in us that like Mary Magdalene, Salome and Mary the mother of Jesus who went along to the tomb on that first Easter morning, reverting back 
to the old ways, the old Jewish customs. Let's go, let's take spices and anoint the body of Jesus. We don't know what else to do almost. You know, everything that we hope for in Jesus has come to an end with the crucifixion. And so we revert back to what we've always known. I think sometimes we're a bit like that, aren't we? Throughout this whole COVID stuff that's been going on for the last year now, there's always that temptation to try to go back to what we knew, to try to revert back to how it used to be in the so-called glory days. That's what Mary Magdalene, Salome and Mary, the mother of Jesus, were doing when they went with their spices on that first Easter morning. But instead they're met by two men with dazzling white robes who told them things have changed. Don't look for the living amongst the dead. He's not here. He has risen. He's gone ahead of you. See if you can catch up because you're just stuck here and Jesus has gone into a new reality. Follow him there. And we see that new reality in our epistle reading today. Acts chapter 10. We meet Peter, no longer just a hopeful disciple, but a leading apostle. Peter is speaking to a Roman centurion called Cornelius, who had summoned Peter to his house. Now, Cornelius is an outsider. He's described as being a God-fearing man. He's a Gentile, not a Jew. Cornelius has heard the message of Jesus, but he hasn't quite got it right yet. He doesn't know yet what it truly means to have the life and resurrection of Christ within him. And before Peter is able to tell the good news of Jesus' resurrection to Cornelius, he reminds him that even by being there, he, Peter, is violating Jewish customs. He says, you yourselves know that it's unlawful for a Jew to even associate with or visit a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone unclean or profane. That is a new reality. Remember the trouble that Jesus got into when he consorted with people who didn't wash their hands in the right way before the meal, when people didn't follow the Jewish customs, how people were criticising him. But that new reality has overtaken the old reality. And in this morning's reading from Acts, Peter is able to lay out the gospel message, Jesus's baptism, his miracles, his healings, his life, the crucifixion and the resurrection. Of course, Peter wants Cornelius to be able to grasp the detail of the gospel story. But there's more there's more that really matters for Cornelius and it's this. God shows no partiality. He doesn't play favourites. He doesn't restrict the new life that Jesus brings to a certain group of people. That door has been flung wide open. The gospel is for all, Jew and Gentile male and female, those who fit the mould 
and those who don't, rich and poor, black and white. There is no barrier anymore. The gospel is for everyone. This is the new life of the resurrection. Because that happened because earlier in the chapter, Peter had a vision in which God had shown him. You remember the, 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 the cloth, the sheet being uh, lowered down from heaven with all the unclean animals and God saying to him, get up Peter, kill and eat. And Peter saying, no, I can't do that. It's against the law to eat those things. And eventually he got the message. There was no clean and unclean anymore. It, the message is for all. And for far too long, it seems to me, the church has thought the Easter story, the gospel message, is just about us. We who are already in the church, those who already gather for worship. Our preferences, our style of worship, our music, our way of doing things. And those on the outside, they need to, we want them to come, but we want them to fit with us. We want them to do the things that we do. We want them to like the music we like. We want them to like doing things the way we do things. But it wasn't like that in the early church, was it? Because when the Gentiles began to form the church, and it very quickly outnumber those Jewish Christians, the church had to adapt had to adapt its practices, its customs, its style of worship, its forms of music and liturgy, developed in different ways. And as the church spread and went to new lands and embraced new cultures, again, new forms of worship emerged. And the gospel took on all kinds of different forms without changing anything about the gospel. The wrappings of it changed according to the people and the cultures who were being impacted by this new life of Christ. And that's the lesson for us this morning, isn't it? That as we emerge from this pandemic and we look to be God's Easter people in Driglinton and Gilderson, we have to shed the idea that the gospel somehow is all about us, that the church is all about us. If we think the Easter story is just going to be about us, then eventually it becomes a tomb. And Jesus, it seems to me, didn't like tombs. In fact, no grave, no tomb could contain him. The women who came to the tomb on Easter morning were expecting to see the reality they'd always known, pious Jews, obeying the letter of the law from the Old Testament and all the customs of their people. What else could they do now that Jesus was dead? That's what, that was their thinking. That was their rigid thinking. But new life had burst out. The tomb was empty. The stone rolled away. God had done a new thing. He wants to do a new thing in our current age for our current culture for the people of Driglinton and Gilderson. Lord God, thank you that you have risen from death.
Thank you that we can know new life because of you. Forgive us for those times when we keep it just locked within our churches, within our traditions, within our preferences, within our own churchy culture. May the gospel of new life burst out as Jesus burst from the tomb and create the new life that people long for within and without the church. Help us to be your Easter people for this place. Amen. And the collect for today, the second Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, you have given your only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification. Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness that we may always serve you in pureness of living and truth through the merits of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Rejoicing in God's new creation as our Saviour taught us, we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, thank you for joining with us on this second Sunday of Easter. June is not here today. She's gone to see her mum in London, so she's going to be away for uh, a good part of this coming week. We'll be well back together again next Sunday uh, when our service at 10 o'clock will be at St Paul's. And of course, there'll be the online podcast and phone services as normal. Have a good week and may God bless you. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. And our closing hymn, it's another one of those kind of traditional classics. I serve a risen Saviour. I serve